focusing on the why you're coming out here, the who you want to reach, sometimes even the who you want to be like. Like if you don't know or you're struggling to conjure up that energy, sometimes you need to borrow it from people. Sometimes you need to borrow the belief from other people, you know, and that's where coaches and things come in. But even people like, you know, our online mentors, we call them that we follow online. Like if you're having if you're struggling with how your energy is going to show up, then you need to go and borrow it from someone who and get yourself pumped up before you show up. But the most important thing is the showing up. You're listening to the Launch Playbook Podcast, the weekly podcast for service-based business owners to discover the starts, stops, and tools of transformation that go into launching their online offers. I'm your host, Sarah Vartanian, and if you want to launch your ideas into the world faster with more success and less burnout, well, friend, consider this show your secret playbook to get you there. In this week's episode of the Launch Playbook podcast, I'm joined by Monique Bryan, who runs successful personal brand consultancy while being a brand herself. When you work with Monique, you're getting a creative director for your brand. She'll train you on how to clarify your messaging, build your unique brand personality, and up-level your style profile so you can amplify your credibility in your industry and use your personal brand as a visual communication power tool. Monique's motto is, our personal brand is all we have, so it better be juicy and delicious or don't bother. Hey, Monique. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited for this conversation. Me too. We just had such a great discussion the other day all about launching and branding and how they intersect. So I really can't wait to dive back in so the folks listening can hear too. I know. We have such great conversations offline. I feel like we just need to walk around with a recorder because we're always like just so many juicy nuggets. So good. I know. You know what? We do record them too, don't we? Half the time. I do actually. <laughs> usually you helping me with my whole, all my copy in my life, but we do have them recorded. There are some snippets in there. Oh, for sure. So before we dive into all things personal branding, can you tell us a little bit about you and how you got started in the work you're doing? Sure can. Well, I'm a former fashion designer, three-time startup founder, <laughs> a serial entrepreneur. So my background is in all things style and design. I worked for a national retailer for almost 10 years, you know, traveling throughout Asia, facilitating relationships, helping build you know, I was really in this, in the space of product development and I fell out of love with that. And you do, I did that like my whole life. Like since I was young, I always wanted to be in the fashion space. And then I realized I wanted to build something of my own. And I went out on my own. I launched a jewelry company, but I sold internationally and I liked it for a, I liked it for a while. And I realized, you know, that wasn't it either. I, I got into the startup world. I, I started meeting a lot of people in the tech industry. And learning what startup even meant and raising funds and things like that. And I joined another company to because I wasn't sure about what my dream was going to be. So I was like, hey, I'm going to hitch my wagon to somebody else's and see what happens. And it's it's funny when you do that because your dream is just, you know, a lot of the times we're just we're just running from what the inevitable is. So that didn't work out either. The business was great, but it wasn't right for me. And what was funny is I had after many different attempts at many different things, I decided, I'm like, maybe I'm not an entrepreneur after all. I was like, you know, maybe I should just go get a regular job. And I always find it really funny because that's something that all entrepreneurs say when they're like tired. Like the break for an entrepreneur is to go get a regular job. Really? Whereas other people are at their regular job being like, this is so hard. Like, no, please give it stability. So I did. I went back and I, I went and got a regular job. And three months in, I was diagnosed with triple positive breast cancer. And that like pushed me into my dream, I say, because it was the best and the worst thing that could have happened to me. But 
when things like that happen, like when really traumatic things happen where you may now look at you have a timeline on your life, possibly you get real clear about things. I was like, oh, all these things I was avoiding or the dreams I wasn't pursuing, like I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it messy without having like figuring out like I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm just going to do it. And I launched my business from my sick bed. That was back. That was probably three and a half years ago now. And I've been running in the personal branding business development space ever since as a brand coach. I run online programs. I do brand photo shoots. I have a podcast and I get to talk to amazing people like you all the time. Wow, that is such a journey. And I feel like I don't know, it's one I can really relate to. I just recorded a few weeks ago an episode about almost like my 10 year journey to becoming a launch copywriter and with all like the ups and downs and and all the things like you were saying that we do along the way as we try to figure out where we're really going towards. And I probably sort of know right deep down where you want to end up being, but it takes a while for us to really own it and get there. Yeah, the owning it, I think, is such it's such a critical because it's like once we own it, it's like it's it's like now it really matters. Like now <laughs> if we get it wrong. It really is going to sting. And I think that's yeah. why we avoid it. I think so, too. We like jump from thing to thing until we, but we all, it really there's that thing niggling in our gut, right? Oh, that's every like, time. That's it keeps you I up want. at night. Yeah. The thing that mm-hmm. makes you dream and keeps you up at night and you're like, yeah, I'm going to get to that thing, but first I got to do this thing first, or I, I got to be really good at this, or I have to be certified in that, or I have mm-hmm. to have this amount of clients to prove to everyone and myself that I'm worthy when your gifts are your gifts. You know, you can get better at things. Definitely. You can improve. You can become an expert. but the gifts that were given to you is like, those aren't going anywhere. Yeah. Well, I did not have, have not had breast cancer. I don't know if you know that my mother had breast cancer and she was diagnosed at 47. And as soon as that happened, she went in and out with diagnosis for like 10 years. She did pass away. But Mm -hmm. in all that time, there was something when that happened, when I realized that life is so short that I knew, even though I was teaching at the time, I remember thinking like, I don't want to do this forever. Like, I want to hmm. go do my own thing. I love teaching, right? But I was like, I don't want to be ruled by the schedule. I want to have more free time because I know I suddenly started spending a lot of time with my mom. And like, we actually like went on some trips and stuff whenever she was feeling good. And I wanted like the, sp- the space for that and realizing looking, like you said, like how there's nothing like diagnosis that, I mean, I wasn't my own, but like it, it's like, someone close to me that makes you reconsider Yes. And like I'm, your priorities with that. So yeah, when, when she, she was given six months to live. This is six years ago. It's coming up six years actually this weekend when she passed away, but we moved our family up north for a year to Halliburton where my parents were living at the time. And so like it gave us space away from our jobs. And that's like what it was really how I ended up starting my business full time. Wow. And then I never went back to teaching, but I do think. I remember her and I were talking like before she passed and I was like, I don't, I don't think I'll ever going to go back. Like, I want to just do my own thing because like, who knows what's going to happen? Like, you just don't know. You don't. What's going to happen in life. So like, let's have the life that we want to have. A hundred percent. I'm so sorry about your mom. I didn't know that. Thank you. Yeah. The amount of conversations we've had, I did not know that. And even though it wasn't you yourself, like the people, I always say like, I'm, I rather it have been me than for me to have watched someone I love go through that because it is so, there's such a helplessness feeling around that. And when you're in it, it's different. You're in it. But I, I really don't know how I would have handled someone around me going through what I went through. Like I would have been a wreck. So we want to take it on, right? For the people that we love. Absolutely. Right. right? Especially if it's your mom, like, come on. I couldn't imagine my mom, like I would just lose my mind. So the good thing is the only silver lining is that you had some time with her to like 
go on some trips and cool stuff. Yeah, we had, and we had a good long 10 years. Oh, that's stuff. amazing. Yeah. That's it's fantastic. Amazing. Yeah, we had lots of time together like that. So, but Love yeah, it, people, it really... people, hug your loved one now. Yes. <laughs> and I always, as a, as a point of that too, I always like appreciate that. I think it's like almost every month, right? You're like, feel it on the first. I see you every always month, that. Every month, And yeah. I'm like, it reminds me, I'm telling you. <laughs> good, good. I'm, And it's that's good. like the thing, like I made it my mission when I was diagnosed because it was such a shock. Like I didn't have anyone in my space who had breast cancer. We didn't talk about breast cancer, talk about checking ourselves. I was 30. I just turned 36. Like it just wasn't a conversation to be had. Mm-hmm. And when I met someone else who was who was diagnosed at 26 and now she's made it her mission to really make sure early, you know, people are checking, women are checking themselves and early detection is the cure we have. Like I took that on as well as like, even though if you look me up online, I'm going to talk a lot about your personal brand and who you are and going after your dreams. Mm-hmm. I'm also every the first of the month, I'm going to be like, I need you to go check yourself, women, yeah. because you are the most important asset in your business. And if you're not taking care of yourself, what are you doing? Yeah, for sure. And I always really appreciate that you put it out there because I'm telling you, it makes me go check myself. Yes, it's working. <laughs> it works. So tell us a little bit about what personal branding is, just so we can all get on the same page of what it means. Well, your personal brand, I like to say, is your promise. It's your promise to everyone that at every touch point, they're going to have a similar experience. So it's really like reputation management. But I think as business owners, we forget that just because we have a business and we may be the face behind our business, that we're behind our business and our personal brand doesn't matter. And more and more as each year passes, as each new news cycle comes through, we know that the person behind the brand, consumers care about who the heck they're giving their money to. And they want to know that you share the same values. They want to know that you guys are aligned. They want to like you. It builds up that trust factor. And in such every industry is so crowded that how are the one thing that can have you stand out amongst the rest is investing in your personal brand. So people can be like, yeah, I could give my money to that big company or I could give it to this person because I really like them. I like what they stand for. I like how they show up. I like how their values are aligned with my values. I love that. Thank you for giving that clarity because I think that's like something branding gets thrown around a lot and there's not always a lot of clarity around what it means. hundred percent helps. And I think it's different in different industries for different people. But I really, and we all have a brand, whether we like it or not, like whether we have a business or not, we have a personal brand. It's the thing that people are saying about you when you're not in the room, that is your personal brand. So it's really, you know, my, I've made it my job and my mission to just make sure people are curating that conversation because Mm -hmm. it, it really sucks that our online presence is really like the one deciding factor for a lot of people nowadays, right? Unless somebody came referred to you, the one thing people are going to do is Google you and look you up. And it's the question is, what are they going to find? And you would hate for them to find information about you that wasn't true and then make a decision about you based on what they see. That's just devastating, especially if you're a small business is like because you didn't take the time to take down old posts or old comments or your bio is not up to date and people don't know who you help. You get you know passed over for really great contracts and opportunities. Right. And you're saying also too, like if we, or if we don't have anything out there at all either. Oh, there's the other thing like, forget it. It's like, who do, like who are, like you're saying, who are we compared to this person? They're going right. to go for the person they get to know. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, if there's nothing out there, the trust factor goes just like down to zero. It's like who we can't be out here giving our money to, to, to nobody's to like strangers or nobody with no f- digital footprint at all. 
It just does. We don't have any. It's not enough information for somebody to make a decision if there's nothing out there. And so when we're talking about like personal brand, how do we know how much to share? Because I feel like that comes up a lot in conversations mm-hmm. like with other business owners. It's like, well, do I have to tell everything to show all my kids? Like, <laughs> where do we decide those lines? Or, yeah, like. How do we figure that out? The last doctor's appointment. Yes, that is a that is a really great question. And what I like to say is don't put anything out there on social media that you wouldn't want on a billboard. Mm-hmm. So it is about curating your visibility. So not being inauthentic, but not having not feeling obligated to share everything with the world, because really your online presence is about you, but it's not necessarily for you, right? Like it's for the people you want to help, the people you want to serve, the people you want to bring into your circle, the people you want to align with. What are some of the things I always like to just take the take the stance of what's in it for me if I was the onlooker? Like if I'm the audience, I'm the potential customer, what's in it for me? So share things that would relate back to what you say you do or who you say you help. And people do want a snapshot into your personal life, but you get to decide how much of that personal life they actually see. If you're comfortable sharing your kids, you can and you don't have to. If you're comfortable sharing partner and the behind the scenes of that and you going to dinner and going on trips and going on vacations, but you don't have to, right? Like my husband, he doesn't even have a social media account. And he's like, do not put me on your social media without my permission, please. That's he's just a private thing with person, my partner, yeah. right? Just a private person. He's like, he didn't even know why I was taking pictures tons and all the time. He's like, nobody cares about us going to dinner. I'm like, you have no idea what people care about. People love the mundane. They love, they're like, they love all that. Shit. So hiding it, well, I should say showing it shows mm-hmm. different facets to you, different sides to you. Like people want to see that you guys share the same interests. I also say like, don't share anything that you don't want to get into a Twitter war about where you're going to mm-hmm. share something that's an open wound or you're sensitive about that. If somebody made a comment, it's going to trigger you and you're going to get into a heated debate unless you want a heated debate. If you're a heated debate type of gal, go get it done. <laughs> but if you're like, no, I don't want nobody coming and stepping to me about this subject, then don't do it. That's what I would say. Keep those things under wraps. But there are a lot of things that as much as people think I'm really extroverted and I share a lot, which I do, there's a lot I don't share. It It's very, it's a curated experience you're seeing. And I always like to keep in mind, like, what do my audience want to know? If I talk about freedom and I talk about life, you know, building a lifestyle around the business that you want and going and living your juicy, delicious life, I want to show then me living my juicy, delicious life practicing what I preach so people can really understand it's possible. This is what it looks like. This is what it could look like. Or this is what my version is. What would your version be? Yeah. When I think of you, when you were talking about this, it makes me think of a conversation we've had about your Starbucks experience. And (laughs) because like what I think of, you know, Monique, I think of like a juicy brand. I think of like some, you know, great clothes. Fun, Um, colorful. I love it. Colorful, exactly. And your Starbucks. And I know like we always talk about like your really delicious looking foods you're eating. (laughs) Yes. And I will continue. And I am not a food blogger, but I will take pictures of all of the foods. Because like beautiful I, restaurants. Like, like, come on. Like, what's more fun than looking at delicious food and like then looking up the restaurant and going right. there? Like, I like luxury boxes. I've seen some of your desserts. Yes, <laughs> all the desserts. <laughs> but let's talk about Starbucks and how that relates like into yeah. your brand. Because we, we had this conversation once. We were doing some writing, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And, you know, Sarah had asked me like, why Starbucks? Like, what's the deal? 
It's like Starbucks does not pay me and I, they really need to give me a partnership deal already <laughs> because do. I talk about them so much. But here's the thing I love about Starbucks. It's not even that their coffee is the best. The coffee's fine, but I know it's a chain. It's not the same as maybe going to, you know, your local coffee person, which where I live, we don't have a ton of that anyway. So there's that. But the thing I love about Starbucks is I am getting a curated, great experience every time I go. Not sometimes, not depending on who's behind the register. They've been trained in a way that they greet you, that they're friendly. They, I've had people comment, comment about my clothes, my nails, my sparkly mask, and I can ask for the most elaborate order and nobody blinks an eye. That's <laughs> the type of experience I want. I don't want to ever feel like I'm an inconvenience because of what I want. So if I ask for, you know, a half decaf, grande, coconut, half sweet, double extra shot, light on the whip latte, anywhere else I go, they would literally be like, oh, my God, can you not? But there they're like, absolutely. With a and smile, right? With a smile. Yeah. And if they get it wrong, they will literally make me a brand new one mm-hmm. without a blink of an eye. That is customer experience right there. That's brand. I love it. And that's so much like part of we have like your brand, right? Because like you like you, that's something you choose to share, right? That you drink it, that you like that experience. Yeah. That you like that, like that kind of like luxury to that, right? That you yes. I love that. that you, you like that care. Take care of me. I'm busy in my whole life. I have to do everything else. Can I just have this one piece in my day that is completely mm. unique, feels taken care of? Tell us a little bit more about what makes a brand juicy. Juicy brand. Absolutely. So juicy for me is... There's a cohesion across the board. So that's that's one and first and foremost. So when I look up somebody's profile on LinkedIn, when I look them up on Instagram, when I look at their, their website, I may look at their email copy that they send me if I'm on their newsletter. Across the board, it's cohesive. I know who's talking to me. They're talking in the same tone. I know what to expect first and foremost. But then also there's a personal personalized aspect to their brand as well. Right. Like they're the person who's behind. I always follow people where I can find the face behind it. If I can't find a face behind a brand, I usually do not invest in this brand at all because I want to know who I'm giving my money to at the end of the day. So most small business owners, you're going to see their face. And I just love it when they look comfortable in their skin. They seem happy or engaged or like really passionate about what it is that they teach or do or offer. People think that the juiciest brand, like the juiciest brands do have some beautiful visuals. Like, let's not get it twisted. Monique is all about the visuals. As humans, <laughs> like we process images 60,000 times faster than text. So you want to have some juicy visuals to grab people's attention. We are interpreting things through visuals. So get your visual communication on point. However, if that wasn't the case, The next thing is about the person bringing that energy. Like that juice really comes from the energy of the brand. Whatever that energy is, it's palpable. You can feel it. You can feel it when they speak. You can feel it when you read their text. You can feel it in all of their reels and all the different things they're doing online. That's really what's juicy to me. Like there's real, like you can just feel passion and energy behind what they're doing. I see that in a lot of your Instagram posts. I can think about that, like your photos. There's a lot of oftentimes to me, I'm thinking back to them, like movement to them, like yes. kicking your air, your hands are in the air. There's just like this like exuberant. I'm like, I can just hear your voice. When I, look at those. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you said that because the movement piece is so important. Like people can't all do selfies and like make the perfect angle and all of those things. And you don't have to because I rather see like authentic, silly personality photos than that anyways. 
right? Mm -hmm. So the movement piece, even like if you think about for yourself, like whenever I know for me, whenever I'm in movement, whatever I'm feeling at that time is moving through me. So if I'm in a bad state or an angry state or a frustrated state, if I go to the gym or I take a walk or I even just get out of this place in front of my computer, I've been for the last how many hours, things move and personality, my, my whole mood changes. I love that you said that because the movement piece, it brings that energy piece that people can see through one photo. Yeah, they really can. And it's like all the way through yours. So if you need to see an example, definitely go check out Nick's Instagram, which we'll drop in the show notes later check on. Check it but out. Yeah. I felt that too. Like when I did one of my photo shoots, I think some of my, some of my favorite photos are when I've been like laughing. Yes. Um, living, laughing right? like those, so are, those are my favorite ones because I'm like, that's me. And, and there's like, and it's in motion, right? Really? Cause you're laughing. And yeah. And I always like have, when I do my, ones. when I do my brand shoots, that is how I get the, the client comfortable. Cause that's, I am doing the most shenanigans in the background <laughs> to get them comfortable in front of the camera. Like I can imagine. <laughs> oh my God. If I could do car, I'm wearing heels most of the time. So I'm, I can't do cartwheels, but it's like, I always wear comfortable enough clothing that I can do a lot of like movement for myself because it makes the person crack up. And those are always the best photos. Those are the most authentic. When you are laughing, you are at your joyous, your whole face is different. You're relaxed. It's so like your, your shoulders shift, like everything changes, right? Yes, when you're like that. 100%. So if anyone's I, having trouble with taking their own photography, I need you to laugh. Even if you fake laugh, eventually you'll real laugh. <laughs> it makes it even better. I'm like, <laughs> that's like me in the background and people are, the whole set's laughing. They're like, what is she doing? I think that's why I find selfies so hard is because what do I do with my face? Like, it's yeah. really hard. Like, like, where do I look? And like the face and like, but when, but when you're laughing or something, it's like, that's, that's a real person, right? Yes. There. And that's true. I've seen a lot of your clients' photos actually. And there, there's always a lot of good, like laughing and smiling photos on them. I love them. And a lot of movement. Yes. Tell us a little more about how you make your brand juicy. What are the things that like stand out for you about the juiciness? Well, how do we make my, my brand? Well, the number one thing I think for everybody like is like, I've got words that I live and die by as it pertains to my brand. So it's hard for people to know who they are online because they haven't sit and taken the time to give their brand an actual personality. The things that I have like written around, like on post-its in my, in my office and my space are juicy, bold, inspiring, vibrant. These are things that I know when I want to create things, they need to come from this place. When I am about to do a webinar, they need to come from this place. That's how I keep my brand on brand. So those words are very juicy and bold and out here. And not everybody's like that, but I know that's how my brand is. So I keep that at the forefront of what I do. These become my compass and also the lens I look through things through. So if I'm going to create something newly, if I'm going to create new titles for things, new offers, workshops, photography, any of that stuff, I look through that lens. Even if I have to hire an outsource, I give them my words. I give them my brand package. I give them my colors. I'm like, this is the energy of the brand. This is what needs to be created from this space. So that's how that's how I keep it juicy. I love that. So having like something as a kind of a that guiding light, like you're saying, that compass. Yes, we all help need us it. Come back through. We're not or just filter everything through. Exactly. We can't build it willy nilly and be like, I don't understand why this fell flat and this didn't. It's because you didn't have any like starting point. So can you walk us through a few things that we could do right away to make our online personal brands more appealing to our dream clients? I can do that. Well, first, we got to clean up the digital house. So what that looks like is 
Number one, go Google yourself and see what comes up. Now, if it's not who you want, if you if it's not the information you want out there, your number one thing is to go and if you can take any of it down, take it down. So this means a lot of us get tagged in things that were old and we don't even remember we're tagged in it or some aunt tagged us at some barbecue <laughs> at some yeah. point where we're like, oh, God, please, why? Ask Auntie Betty to take it down, okay? Untag you. my sister to stop attacking me from, like, photos from, like, yes. 80s. I'm like, please let no one see that hair. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? And I didn't then, know how to use a straightener then. They <laughs> <laughs> go put your privacy settings on so no one can tag you. They need permission to tag you. Then you need to go and clean up all your headshots or photos that no longer apply or look like you or are completely, like, blurry and should not be up there. Because there's so many, I mean... Getting headshots is not something everybody thinks to go and do. If you're not a great selfie taker, which I don't advise business owners to be taking your formal headshots as a selfie anyways, it's like, it's so easy to get these done. You know, you can hire someone for an hour, take a snap, some shots, and then go and update your social media profiles. Whether or not you use them actively, it's still going to be found by someone at some point. And you want to remember, you've got three seconds to make a first impression. So whatever they find is whatever they find. So you want to clean up your photos, you want to un- get yourself untagged, then you want to go clean up those bios, all the bios, your LinkedIn bio, your Instagram, bio, wherever there's something about you, you want it relevant to today, the who you are, the who you help, how to contact you. And it doesn't, you don't need to be a creative genius to do it. You just need to be clear about what it is that you do so people can start identifying you with the thing you say you do. So those would be the key things to get started. I mean, I do believe everyone should have their juicy words that they use as that compass to push them forward. So sitting down and thinking about even if, if my brand was a personality, what would it look like? What would it sound like? If it was a celebrity, who would it be? And then also, if you're really struggling, go and look at some of the brands you love and start writing down what are the emotional words you would use to describe their brand? Because a lot of the times, we can't even see the who we want to be until we've compared it to other people. If we're like, I really love, I don't know, Beyonce's what she stands for, or I really love Rihanna. You know, Rihanna's super edgy and cool and kind of like zero Fs to give. That's who you, if that's the kind of vibe you want to give off. But then when you sit and you write out who you want to be as a brand and you're just like authentic and nice and cool, <laughs> like it's just, it's so funny how we do that when it's like, ourselves sitting and talking about ourselves but when we have an opinion about other people we're like she's a total badass she's bold she's sexy she's courageous those words have such a different energy yeah so you've got to like sit down and do that work first before you go out and start creating things once we've done that cleaning up let's talk a little bit now about jump launching we talked before when our in our conversation like in our pre-chat but you mentioned how the energy you show up online matters, especially during a launch. Mm-hmm. Can you talk mm-hmm. about that kind of energy we should be showing up with? So whether we're in, in, even if we're an introvert like I am versus maybe an extrovert, like how can we bring that energy to our launch? First things first is to remember who you're talking to and who you're trying to get in front of, but also remember why you're out here in the first place. Because sometimes when we think just about the sale and we got to make the money and the thing, it gives a different kind of energy to why we're coming out here. I like to try and just come into the perspective of like, who am I out here to help? And if it's not me, it's going to be someone else. So it might as well be me. So focusing on the why you're coming out here, the who you want to reach, sometimes even the who you want to be like, like if you don't know or you're struggling to conjure up that energy, sometimes you need to borrow it from people. 
sometimes you need to borrow the belief from other people, you know, and that's where coaches and things come in. But even people like, you know, our online mentors, we call them that we follow online. Like if you're having, if you're struggling with how your energy is going to show up, then you need to go and borrow it from someone who and get yourself pumped up before you show up. But the most important thing is the showing up. We talked about this offline, but that's like one of the key things in terms of launching anything, whether it's your business, your brand, you coming out with a new offer. It's you've got to decide that you, even if you don't love it, you're going to show up so people can see your face. They can interact with you. They can get to know you. You, I don't have it that you can build it another way without letting people see you and know you and coming with the energy, whatever energy that it is that you have you're bringing it to the forefront. But definitely having, you know, your juicy words as your compass before you show up. Because even though, like, I got tons of energy, but there are days I don't want to show up. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to go live. You could be in the middle of a launch. You're going to get knocked down. You're going to be tired. It's going to take something for you to pump yourself up to be there. And it doesn't make it inauthentic. What it makes you is a professional. Because you've made a commitment to your people that you're going to show up. So that means you got to do whatever you know to do to get your energy out of place to show up. So I always say, make sure you show up at your version of a 12. So if your energy is like one out of 10, you're usually at a six, you know you need to be at a 12 because that's what people, people gravitate towards energy. It's contagious, like happiness, like joy. When people see you excited, they get excited. When you're energetic, they're going to get energetic. And right now, we need that more than ever. There's two things that you said I want to really unpack there. So one, that when you're talking about borrowing energy from other people, I really heavily relate to that. Like in my in my last launch, I borrowed energy, actually, as you say, like from you. I was inspired. You had had me on to do a lie with you, which was my first oh IG my God, live. It was we so talked cool. about. You're it was like, fun. And what happened? Your power <laughs> went out or something like the day before, like that day. The right, like right before I was supposed to be blow drying and straightening my hair, I was like, I'm going to look all good. So I feel good. Oh and it didn't. God. And I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to like have to go back with my hair wet in a bun. That's the way it is. But we didn't cancel. I still showed up. Yes, you did. <laughs> but I watched some of your, like I did that with you and that helped give me some energy. And then I watched some of your lives. And then I have a coach, Hillary Wise. And during her launches, she does a lot of fun things with like stories and showing up live and doing it in a really different kind of way. Like she'll do testimonials to fun songs. And I borrowed from both of you like I told a whole like I actually told a whole story while I was straightening my hair with my Dyson about about like guarantees and returns and like testimonials because that's how I bought my Dyson Airwrap and also like doing reels and things like that yeah things that I usually wouldn't have done but I was like really pulled from both of you honestly and I was I like they do that. it I see them show up I just watched you go through your launch I'd watch Hillary go through hers and I was like I'm gonna show up like this and I can do this and you it was did. like you're right I did and I did like a bunch of reels I did some like alive I did some other things and it was really amazing because not only did like and you know I'm an introvert so I had to like dial that up to do that but it also proved to me that I could do it and sometimes you just need to prove that to yourself too yeah so I, I love that. I love that. No, and, I love that you talk about borrowing much from other people. And then you can go yeah. now. That's great is you can go borrow it from yourself because yeah. even you can go back and watch your reels now when you need to pump up. You can go back and watch your lives. I go back and rewatch my webinars. Yeah. Because can be like, I, get I can really, do this. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is some juicy bits right there, Monique. Oh, what? <laughs> you know? and then you get excited, right? Yeah. So I get excited. I, like, oh, I want yeah. to come to this webinar. And it's true, though, too, I think when you keep doing it, like I took a little break because I had a planned holiday afterwards. And now I almost wish like I had some more things planned because I, I didn't because now it's like I got to kind of dial that back up a little bit. So I think I'll take your advice and go back and rewatch to really get back into it again. Yeah. But and the, you can reuse content, too. Yeah, for sure. 
Mm-hmm. And then the other thing you talked about was being that whole piece about being inauthentic. And I love that you have come back to that a few times talking about that your brand, just because it's curated or that you're doing these things like showing up, let's say dialed up to 12, doesn't mean you're inauthentic, right? It's just like you're professional or mm-hmm. you're showing up as yourself. And I really appreciate that because we have watched that over the past, you know, two years or so that a lot have people that we thought were one way or not another way. Yeah. You know, that they, we've been sort of fooled by things or we thought people either way. So I love that you just bring that up so much because I think there is that fear around to be that personal brand. Do I have to be someone I'm not? No, you be your best version of yourself online, you know, and you decide what you're going to share. And I also believe that, like the more you are comfortable coming out here, the actual more you will share, the more vulnerable you will become. You'll start speaking out more when you've carved the space for yourself and you feel comfortable. You actually give yourself permission to maybe share even a little bit more of whatever that is. But it's always like the getting started, which is the, mm-hmm. which is the toughest part. And that's where we can borrow the, that energy then. So... Let's talk a little bit about what happens if we jump into a launch without having clarity on our personal brand. Wah, wah, wah. (laughs) (laughs) That sums it up, right? (laughs) Yeah. I just think it's like that much, it's it's harder because you have to, you're going to go into a launch and there's a lot of brand assets you need to create for that launch. And I don't know how you build those things when you have no starting point. You have no tone of voice. You've got no personality to draw from. You're just out here giving people information, which really people want to be entertained, right? Or they want to be educated in a way that like really resonates with them. So if you don't know who you are, it's that much harder for you. And I really don't see how you even stand out amongst all the noise. I mean, everyone is launching every everything every single day, every single minute of every single day. Someone's launching something, right? Like everyone, we're all vying for attention. That is the name of the game, right? No matter how good you are, no matter how great your product is, you may be revolutionizing an industry. But if nobody is paying attention, you're dead before you begin. And that brand is that piece that will have people choose you over someone else. That's why you want you to make your brand juicy. So true. I know like as a as a launch copywriter, when I'm working with clients, like that's one of the things I always want to know, like what makes the way you're doing this different than anyone else? Because I have worked, let, let's say sleep consultants. I've worked with probably like six sleep consultants writing sales pages for them over the years. And they actually do all have a different way of doing things, but we have to dig into that first because otherwise they're just the same as they're just the another 50, sleep consultant. 51 out, out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I love what you do because I, I find, you know, you and I have done a few projects together now and just incredible the things you pull out that when I then later read it, it's like I wrote it, like I wrote it. And even <laughs> my clients are like, oh, I'm loving your emails. And I'm like, great. It's my voice. It's my tone of voice. And we were talking about this yesterday. You wouldn't be able to write in my tone of voice had I not, as well as you do, you probably could have conjured it as well as you do if I didn't already have a brand personality and copy and video and things to to pull from. It's true. I really don't think that anyone, I mean, you could always hire someone to help you write, of course, but I think like really, if you're going to invest in copywriting, the more content you've already put out there of your own, the more of your own voice you've already, like you said, honed and figured out and tried, the easier it'll be and the more successful it'll be as a project for you. Yeah. Um, because yeah. we already can lean into that, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I could have asked you a lot of questions like I ask in general, because, you know, I ask you a whole <laughs> grab load of questions. But then also, like, there's all these, like, phrases that you use or certain things that you talk about always that I can weave in that if you didn't, weren't creating that content, weren't showing up live, would be so difficult. 
Yeah. And I love that, like those phrases and the things, sometimes we don't even remember, we don't know the things we say all the time mm-hmm. until clients or someone else says it back to you. And that's why it's so important to come out here with the who you are and just like, even if you don't know what you're doing, like go out and keep sharing what you do and how you do those things because you'll start saying things. I've had so many clients say to me, Monique, you're in my head. I'm saying juicy all the time. I'm saying you can't impress looking a hot mess. Like these are the things I say all the time. And mm-hmm. I know I say them all the time, but to hear someone else like say it back to me, I freaking love that. I'm like, oh, we are squad now, right? Like, and that's <laughs> the whole point, like trying to find the people who are your people. I think we even put that in one of the, your emails, right? For one of your launches. Like we, I think near the end of the emails, I think we had one around like, you're probably saying juicy all the time. Yes. Right <laughs> because it's true. Like when, when I, even before we ever I worked together and I was following you online and like watched your work, I would have that word in my head whenever I would think about personal branding. I love right? it. Or when I would like, and I see your stuff and I'm like, oh, it's juicy. This is good. <laughs> it's tickets, right? It totally does. And it makes us think about you. When it comes to launching, Tell us a little bit of something that's unique about your process or something that works really well for you. I always like to ask everyone about that kind of great nugget of something that they, the way they approach launching. First is the, is definitely is the showing up, the showing up piece. Almost like I like to do like this, almost like a three week runway of before I even have anything to sell to you or share with you or launch. I'm like with a week and a half, if not two weeks, that is when I rev up my visibility online. So I may not be talking about the thing yet, but I'm getting in your face and making it so I'm now a part of your day, right? So even if like I find like people who are like, oh, I haven't been on social media for a while. It's like, okay, plan your launch a few weeks out or like a month out. And now you become more regular, like show up all the time, go live. I make all of my clients do a 30-day live challenge. So if you if that's not something that you usually do, it gets you, one, it makes you learn who you are online. It gets you comfortable in your own skin. It has you, you know, get more visible to people so people can start to know and like you. So showing up live, I go live every week, Mondays at 11. And I've done that for three and a half years, almost four years now. No matter what, whether people show up and watch me or don't, I they know I'm going to be there. Starting that, like, almost like essentially like your show for people to be like, oh, if I want to know about personal branding, I know I can go Mondays at 11. Monique is going to be there. It's just like a television show. Like we know, um, I'm like, what show is on right now? I don't even watch regular television anymore. But I'm like, even the things that are released on Netflix, we know it's going to come out, you know, every Thursday, they're going to release the next three episodes. Like yeah. they've made a commitment to us that that's going to happen. <laughs> they don't have a choice. So it's mm-hmm. you got to treat your business and your social media like that. Like the commitment you make to show up is the commitment you made to show up. When I'm launching, you know, I sit with my team and we talk about like, okay, what are we going to talk about every single week? How often am I going to show up? What is that going to look like in terms of reels, news feed, stories, lives, and promote whatever you need to promote through that? That's how I always get started with my life. It's the it's with my launches. It's the showing up, the visibility, increase it to its max, so people are like, oh my god, I see you all the time now. It's like, uh-huh, that was part of the master plan. That was purposeful, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you get in front of other people's audiences too is what, something I've noticed, right? Like you'll do partnerships oh, or talk yes. in front of them. That is right? a fast way to increase your visibility is to leverage other people's audiences. Reaching out to people who, you know, if you've got friends, that's the easiest way to do it. But if they have an audience that could use what you are going to be offering, then ask them if they can do a joint live. You know, you and I, I did last launch, we did about four or five joint lives and they were like 15, 20 minutes. And mm-hmm. it's just like, 
you interviewing me, asking me questions, me talking about like, this is what's happening. This is, you know, giving some nuggets and then being like, hey, come over to the webinar if you want more of that juice. So definitely guest coaching, guest joint lives, getting on podcasts are great ways to bring attention to your launch. So it sounds like one of the things that you do really well, that works really well for you is like you said, that showing up, that visibility. And so not so much like automating it all, right? That you're actually like present during it. Yes, we were talking about this. It's so funny when Mm -hmm. I do the automation piece, when I was, I always find the launches don't do as well as when I just organically show up. So last summer, what had really worked for my launch was, you know, I had started off automating everything, you know, like everything was, you know, had teams doing things, show up, scheduled, all that, everything was scheduled. (laughs) And mm-hmm. then I was like, we got to the end. I was like, this didn't even work. I was like, I don't understand when I just really need to do what I need, needed to do, which was come on my live. I was like, Hey, I'm doing a masterclass on Saturday. If you want to be there, click the link. Let's go. And I went live and I did that four weeks in a row and it was full. It was awesome. And it was low tech, no tech. It was really, ha- it had some follow up emails to be like, Hey, this is what we talked about. Here's the replay. But in terms of people showing up, it was the it was one of the the best launches I had, which was there was no real tech involved. It was just like, hey, I'm going to show up and I'm going to show up live. And I think that's another piece too. webinar. A lot of people were doing recorded webinars or pre-recorded things. And at the time, the opposite to do would be to show up live. And I had people say to me like, oh, my gosh, you're really here. And I was like, where else would I be? And they're like, no, we're just so used to going on recorded sessions. And I'm like, no, this is this is how I'm going to get the feedback. This is how I'm going to know if I'm doing this right. Whenever you can. I'm always like whenever you can show up live and do it well and do a great job and bring your energy and your personality. Do that. It's like that human connection piece, right? Whenever we can. It's so opposite of what people expect now in like this online world of like funnels and things like that. And the more we can add that human connection into that funnel, we can still have some automated emails and things oh, like that. Yes. Like I know automation, that, you do that. We, we listen, we need systems and automation. Sure. Or we, we need that never for sure. Get any work done. Right. Yeah, exactly. But like in that actual, the things that matter, like in getting people to there and that pre-launch runway during, you said you like your webinar, so you can interact with people and get that yes. feedback and see what they're resonating with. Yes, Like definitely. there's so much value in that for our, for them and for ourselves too, as you're saying, like learning what people care about when, when you're sharing. Yeah. And I was doing even like polls and stuff on my stories and the people who would reply to the polls, I would send them the like, I would be like, hey, did you know about my webinar that's coming up? You know, here's the link in case you were interested in being there. Really getting to know who your audience is, because sometimes we're so interested in getting new people. We forget about the people who are actually always been following us, because Mm -hmm. how many people do we actually need? We just need the right dedicated people. We don't need everybody. So true. Want the people who are like right for us and that we're right for. Exactly. And I'm guessing then if we're showing up with our personal brand, you know, dialed in that we're going to be calling in those people. Yeah, because people want to work with and give money to people they like. Uh, the, one of the questions I ask on my intake forms for when I do like my VIP one on one days is like, what had you pick me? You know, and like nine times out of 10, it's I love your vibe. I love your energy. You know, it wasn't even like, <laughs> Oh, you're really good at what you do. <laughs> because nowadays, being good at what you do is almost a given. Like people expect you, you know what the hell you're doing, right? But yeah. they were just like, no, I like your vibe. I love your energy. And I just need some of that. And I'm like, that's amazing. It means like, the, it's like people really underestimate that energy, that energy piece. 
Yeah. I, you know, it's funny you say that I had, I've had like a bunch of clients. I'm like, Oh, what made like what white? They're like, Oh, I loved, I loved your photo. I'm like, you're here on your own. Right. Page. And I'm like, they're like, you look like you'll be really nice. I'm like, well, that's great. Right, but it's so funny that but, people, they'll realize what are making, driving our decisions have little to do with logic. Yeah. Like they, you're right. They believe like you're, you know, you're, you say what you are, like mm-hmm. you're, you know, your personal brand expert. I'm a launch copywriter. They believe it. Like, okay, cool. You're going to do those things, but like, this is what I like. This yeah, is what drew me to actually book the call. Cause now we have to be around to talk each other. To us. Yeah. You know, cause like a VIP day with you is like three hours. A VIP day with me is like three. It's like, we're going to spend a lot of time together. Yeah. So, so like I'm not, they, they don't like you. They're not going to come in. They're not only not going to show up, but they're not going to listen to you either. No, it's not going to be a good experience all no. around. So it's, but it's a really good uh, nod to like the power of like the visual branding and the personal yes. brands. <laughs> yes. Your picture, like I don't like everybody listening. Think about the people you like or you follow. Go look at a photo of them. Yeah. Like your first thought is like, Oh, I could go. I like this person. I always, me, I'm always like, we could be best friends. Yeah. We could be friends. We could go to dinner. We could go to coffee. Oh, we'd have yeah. a great combo. That's what like I'm always what I, thinking. Me too. I think that I'm like, would I laugh talking with them? Would it would it be what I feel? Would I have a good time? Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Monique, thank you so much for joining us today. Will you tell the folks listening how we can learn more about you and potentially working with you? Absolutely. Well, definitely you can follow all my shenanigans over on Instagram at Monique Bryan underscore co. And I have a really juicy webinar coming up called From Brand to Bank. And if you go to bit.ly forward slash brand to bank, you can go and register for a time. And this is like 90 minutes, totally free masterclass. And I go through like I smash all the myths around what a personal brand is not, what you don't need. But it's really about how do how does your personal brand make you money? How, what's the roadmap to the bank account? Right. Because a lot <laughs> of people don't understand how working on this actually affects their bottom line and that's key because them not knowing that means they're leaving real money on the table. Definitely, that would be the best way to connect with me. And right now, our doors are closed for the Juicy Brand On Demand eight-week accelerator program, but they will be opening right after the masterclass is complete. And that is going to be super juicy because then you're going to get all my tools, online vault, live coaching, a community of badass women in business who are basically living without apology and going after everything that they want and showing up online even though they don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) They're doing it anyways. They're doing it anyways because their coaches said so and they're and they're really, really loving it. We also do some really great sales training in there because it's one thing to show up. There's another thing, another way. There's another it's another thing to know how to make an invitation to people to come and work with you. And that's something I had to learn in my business as well. Because we can be great online. We could be out here. We could be visible. But then if we don't know how to listen on a, on a real sales call or have those real authentic discovery calls where not just the person's interviewing you, but you're also interviewing that person in a way that they feel really great about stepping into an offer with you, that's a skill set. That's a skill set. So we take care of that inside of the program as well. It's a really great program. Anyway, everyone listening, I've had like a little sneak peek behind you it. You have. So it, it's really, it really is juicy. And also Monique's roadmap that she shares in her masterclass is great from taking you from the brand to the bank. Yes. She really does actually outline steps that you can take so you know how it makes you money. So yeah, I'm just giving you like a double endorsement there to go Thank check you. it out because it's so good. Thank and of you. course, all the links will be in the show notes. So go sign up for Monique's webinar and follow her shenanigans because they are shenanigans <laughs> and her good eats and her dirty, dirty lives on Instagram. Monique, thank you so much for joining us today. It was such a fun conversation. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure talking to you. 
Thanks for tuning into the Launch Playbook Podcast. If you want to get weekly launch secrets in your ears, I hope you'll hit subscribe on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. Because who knows? It could reveal just a thing you've been looking for to make your next launch a success. And be sure to leave a five-star review in iTunes telling me how this episode inspired your launch plans. Until next time, keep putting your big ideas out into the world. I'm rooting for you.